Vlog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. This is Hari Kulsa. I'm back with my audio blog about my journey with my mother through hospice and assisted living. And as you, if you've been listening, you know it's quite a journey, and it's one I know that I'm not the first one to go through it. And I wanted to do this blog to let people know that they're not alone and to try to offer some glimmer insight into the process for those who may be just beginning this journey or in the midst of it and need assistance. Uh, I Yesterday, I got, well, I've gotten two calls since I've been home uh, from New Mexico, one from the facility, uh, from the nurse, and they seem to call me when A, there's a, there's a fall, or B, the director of nursing has something on her mind. But uh, the other day I got a call from one of the nurses saying that they discovered that my mother had another skin tear. My mother's skin is very thin, and she's she, she easily tears her skin, and that's been going on way before the stroke. And so I just kind of shrugged my shoulders, and she heals pretty fast from them. But, you know, I guess they have to let me know. Uh, according to their regulations, which state that they have to report an injury of unknown origin. Well, this isn't really unknown. My mother can just move up against something and her her skin will tear. And, you know, it's 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 difficult. She she sometimes notices that she has tears and sometimes she doesn't, but they take pretty good care of them. The other was a call from from my mother and her caregiver. And my mother was confused about where my brother was and when he was coming. So once again, I had to straighten, you know, I had to talk to her about that. But during the conversation, of course, she kept telling me she was going to die soon. And, well, that may be the case. And I try to help her. I just, now I just say, okay, okay. And she always says, is that okay with you? And, yes, that's okay with me. But one thing I started thinking about uh, after the conversation and then this morning uh, during my yoga and meditation was that my mother is a different person. And I think this is something that we experience as caregivers or as as children and we see our parents when they have these kind of events that happen or when they have Alzheimer's or 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 dementia. My mother, when she had her stroke, prior to the stroke, my mother was a very vibrant, active, social uh, love social person who loved to read the newspaper every day, kept up on politics. When she moved to Santa Fe, she immediately got uh, into the local politics to find out who was who, what was going on, what were the issues. And she really followed them and made decisions. She read about them and made decisions because she liked to be involved in her local community. Uh, then she had the stroke, and all that went away. That part of her brain was disabled. It was burnt away. And she became a different person. And I remember from the moment when I walked into her room after the stroke, she looked at me and, of course, there was that moment, I think she wasn't exactly sure who I was, 
but excuse me, it didn't take her a long time. Not that it was she, I was somebody who she could accept. But since that time, everything about her has been different. Everything about her has been someone I don't know. Uh, I, that I've had to learn who is this person. And I suppose she's doing that with me in a way because very slowly she's regained some of her memories. But most of her memories are from when I was, from years ago. Not not in the past, I'd say, 40 years. She's lost a lot of those memories. But prior to that, she has memory or some glimmer of memories. But she is a new person, what she likes. It took me, you know, for 62 years, I knew this person, what she liked, what color she liked, what kind of fabric she liked, what food she liked, how she liked her tea, everything, her spiritual base, everything about her I knew and I understood, and that was just a given. After the stroke, which was only a little over a year ago, there was this different person, this person who who liked different colors, who liked different fabrics, who liked different clothes, who liked, didn't like what she she had in her closet, wanted to get rid of everything because she didn't know why she had it. And it took me, I thought it was just crazy, crazy, crazy. And I would say, now, Mom, you, this is, you know, we're not throwing that out, but it took me a really long time to realize that my mother's brain had been so fried that she was a different person. And I think that and I'm I'm talking about that today because I think that's something that many of us deal with. Many caregivers, many children, many loved ones deal with and it's very difficult for us to accept or to even understand or 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 comprehend that this person is a different person. With Alzheimer's and dementia, sometimes it's a slower process and things sort of get dropped uh, dropped uh, uh, along the way. And you can slowly integrate it. But when this is suddenly, one day this, it was one person, and then the next day it's a different person. So... How do I how do you deal with that? How do you deal with someone? You have to you have to continue to move fast to understand, to try to be ahead. This person is trying to explain to you who they are, but they don't realize they're doing that. They just think, "Well, this is what I do. This is who I am now. This is the world they live in." And you have to stop and you have to look at it and you have to say, "My goodness, She's this person is no is not the same person that I knew. And I don't think we talk enough about that because it's very very difficult to come to terms with the fact that the person that you've known in my case for 63 years is not the same person. Now when my mother uh says things to me like I want to die, I want to die, and she says, can you help me die? She actually at times has asked people, can you do something? Can you put me to sleep? And I have to think back about the person that my mother was, the person that I knew, 
the person, the conversations that we had, the integrity and the dignity that my mother lived with, that was her, her spiritual love, her love for God, her love for her prayer group, her love for all the people in her life. And even though that's transformed somewhat in the environment she's in now, I have to look back and say, what would that person want? Because I know that my mother would want to be, would want what she's lived her 89 years, 89 and three quarters years before her stroke, what her base life and and moral fiber was. And, I, and, and that's a really tough place that I find myself in because this new person has a whole set of new ideas about things. She doesn't remember a lot, um, remember the moral fiber that she lived in, remembered the world. The I mean, there are some things that she remembers about growing up and the harshness of her childhood, besides the depression, living with an abusive father, that she remembers and that part is very clear to her. She doesn't anytime someone mentions her parents she she screams about her father, which she never did in the past. So there are some good things that she can verbalize that she didn't like him. But my point is is that I think we find ourselves often caregivers, children, husbands, loved ones in a situation where the person whose brain is not working well, uh, is a different person. And how do we deal with that? So in dealing with her her desires, I mean, it, during this process, there's been people who have talked to me, not, you know, just philosophically about euthanasia, not that that's ever, that's not an issue for me, that wouldn't happen. But I think my mother keeps saying, can you just put me to sleep? Can you, but my mother never would have wanted that. The The person that I knew and I guess the dilemma is, but I have to say she doesn't have the same cognition. And as the healthcare proxy, I have to remember, I have to value those 89 years. And that's that's something that I've come to understand, that, that I have a new normal. And a new normal is someone that says, oh, has been told she has a daughter. I have a daughter, I have a daughter, I have a daughter, and I have a son, I have a son, and somewhere... She remembers us. Uh, she remembers that she had a daughter, but the actual person who I am, she doesn't remember that part. She doesn't remember our relationship. She doesn't remember any of that. And so I have to value the person that I knew. And I know this may think, well, what is she talking about? Of course. But I think those who have had this experience, especially people with Alzheimer's, uh, parents or loved ones who's, who are have Alzheimer's. I have a friend who whose husband has early onset Alzheimer's, and he's he's young, and it's very it's 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 difficult. It's difficult to see to watch the changes and the the the, the lack of recognition. And that is something that I think is beyond painful at times. It's 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 it can call, cause great angst until you can come to terms with it. That something has changed in the brain of that person. Now my mother is still verbal. She's but her world is different. 
she wants to just have she, she her world is very present in the moment she, and that's you know she of course the damage to her brain her brain injury caused dementia she has very very she has practically no short term memory although she remembers when all her meals are and the times and if you tell her uh, she has some recollection, recollect, recollection of time and space, but like if I tell her I'm coming on this day, she she hones into that day and checks off the days. Uh, she doesn't remember any birthdays or events or moments. She remembers. She she remembers, of course, my father. But I think my 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 greatest. My my greatest concern is for those who don't get to verbalize that they see such a change in their loved one and that, you know, how do you honor the past? And so my point today is if you have the possibility to talk to your loved one prior, you know, early, have the conversations with your loved one, with your parents, and I'll tell you, I know it ain't easy to sit your parents down and say, hey, What's what you know? How can we talk about this? How can we engage in this conversation? But if you can know, if you if you know, if you feel that you know your parent or your loved one, then honor that because when dementia hits or when a brain injury occurs or when something happens, you have. I feel that I am honoring the woman who lived for 89 and three quarters years and I am honoring that woman and I still love the person who who is in you know suffering now and wants to die but I am honoring the person who I know lived in that body for 89 and three quarters years and it's difficult but I uh, you know I think that's something that we on this journey come to the resolution and it's really just it's it's just a place of love and commitment uh to the life that my mother lived and I will honor that. So thank you all for listening. I hope this has been helpful to some of you, some of my inner deep thoughts about the process and God bless you all and be well and have a good day. Thank you very much.